You're listening to the Amplify podcast, brought to you by the Rise Collective, an organization that champions young creatives and builds collectives at the forefront of social change. My name is Amy, and this series was created by the next generation of creative leaders and change makers. From indigenous wisdom to entire worlds reimagined, we invite you on a journey into our emerging futures. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Brittany Virginia, and I am a poet, writer, director, and workshop facilitator. And I am Miss Jackie, a poet, songwriter, artist, truth teller, and forever hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry now, girl. I'm telling you. I'm always hungry. It's a thing, <laughs> you know. But how are you doing, Brittany? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just, you know, getting my vibing on. There's been a lot of stuff going on, but you know, I'm just glad. I'm just glad to be in the land of the living. Yeah, no, I hear that. It's been weird. It's been a weird time. Um, but we're here. Mm. And like you said, we're in the land of the living. <laughs> so, you know, let's live. Um, but now, Brittany and her cheesy jokes. Brittany and her cheesy jokes. Brittany and her cheesy jokes. Uh, so, Brittany, go right ahead. All right. And let us know what your cheesy joke for today is. (laughs) Okay, girl, you're going to like this one. Mm -hmm. Trust me, you two audience members, you won't like it. Mm -hmm. So, knock, knock. Who's there? (laughs) Diesel. Diesel who? I bet you can't handle diesel rhymes. My money don't wiggle, wiggle. It falls. Oh, Jiggle, jiggle, it falls. I love to see you wiggle, wiggle, for sure. Stepping in my two up, you really have to do it. Hey, hey, I am going to formally apologize again on Whitney's behalf. No, Matt, what do you mean? She's not serious. They like it. No, they like it. You're just hating on my jokes. You guys like that. You loved it. Please, I need you guys to slide into Britney's DMs and Diesel give her rhymes. better jokes. I beg you. I beg you. Save oh, me wow. And save her. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. That hit hard. Okay. I won't be too offended. But you know what? No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. all right. It's all right. It's all right. Moving on. But actually, all of this, like, Some laughter hurt. and all of this joy. Um, this episode is all about joy and pockets of joy. So, Brittany... What does joy mean to you? Mm, great question. Um, what does joy mean to me? I think joy means a constant state, not constant state, but just a a foundation of calmness and stability for me, at least. Um, it just it means that. No matter what I'm going through, I still have something to hold on to and be be joyful about. Be be 
kiddish about be light-hearted about no matter what the circumstance presents in this life yeah i think that's what it means to me what does it mean to you miss Sharky? that do you know what that is such a big question that what does joy mean to me do you know what it is it's mm. little things it's like you know mm. when you're in a room with your friends or family or people that you love and care about and you all have this mm. collective laugh like you know that belly laugh where like people are laughing they got tears in their eyes people some people are gasping for air like oh, yeah. that that is those things you can't buy do you know what i mean it's like if i could pocket that sound and like play it whenever i felt down i feel like that's what joy is i feel like joy is living in your truth like and not having anybody tell you about you i feel like that is such a happy space and just finding little things that make you smile or make you happy and i know that i always joke about how much i don't like your jokes but your jokes are hilarious and they bring me joy so <laughs> thank do you, know you. I mean? like it, it, it matters thank you <laughs> thank you Sue. thank you wow i love that question that answer Miss Jackie, that was so beautiful and it's so true. Just to be with your family and or your friends and just enjoying the moment with them. People are like laughing so much or just like just enjoying people's just presence. It's such a yeah. treasure that I think sometimes we we sometimes um miss, you know, we don't we don't take we take for granted sometimes, don't we? Yeah, um so I love that. Um we often we often express our joy in many ways. One way, including our creativity. And as a poet and singer, and me as a poet and director, when did you discover your interest in your art form? Wow. <laughs> We're coming with those questions today. Um, <laughs> I feel like I discovered my interest in like poetry really late. The reason mm. I like, discovered it really late is because I was introduced to poetry from school and war poems in english and okay. like i remember like really not liking poetry because that's the only experience i had with it um and i remember like having an argument with my teacher about a line that uh like in the poem it said something about like oh um he stares outside of the blue curtains <laughs> and she was just like trying to over analyze what the blue curtains meant and I was mm-hmm. just like, maybe the curtains are just blue. The same mm. way in my house, I've got red curtains. Like, <laughs> why does it have to be some philosophical thing? So I always thought like poetry wasn't for me. Yeah. No, I hear you. But um, when I met uh, an amazing performance poet, um, Kat Francois, it was just like, wow. Like, one, mm. she looks like me. She's a fabulous black woman. Um, mm. And I was just like, oh you make poet like this is relatable like i can relate to this kind of poetry and this way of writing poetry because i think Mm -hmm. i always wrote poetry or wrote in general but i didn't know what it was because when i was growing up it wasn't cool to say you're a poet you had to say Mm. you're a rapper or an mc do you know what i mean and Mm. that there's nothing wrong with being a rapper or mc but i was never trying to spit bars about you know the hood like that's that just wasn't me Mm -hmm. my like reality um so being able to meet cat and 
like be mentored by a cat i think it really helped me go oh this is a thing this is dope this feels Mm. like it's for me and there was no like boundaries around how you perform your poetry and i thought that was really lovely because i came from a a theater background where it was like you have to learn how to recite shakespeare and like properly like there's a proper way to do x y and z and as a disabled person i often don't fit into those molds so Mm -hmm. i think poetry really gave me the space to express myself the like the way i choose to and then mixing it with music i've always been in love with music so um that that those two worlds coming together really inspired me to create the work that i want to create and it like just makes me happy that i can create the work that i want to create um which is really really important to me um Mm -hmm. what was it for you like what was when did Mm. you like discover your interest in like poetry and directing in your art form yeah oh man i really love those answers and i felt the same way as you were growing up with um this certain way of looking at a poem and it has to be every line has to be deep and has to mean something that actually sometimes a poet just wrote something you know yeah. just because you know and you don't have to go into and it, they I don't know for me the way it was taught was really like discouraging I was like oh I have to think de- deeply about these things or I have to you know have these kind of like long deep meanings behind yeah my analyst of a poem and and there was a lot of comparison as well with other students that would that are not interested in the poem they just know how to chat you know how yes. to get that teacher's attention and yeah. you know for me it was like I was really I really struggled especially those older poems you know the the old English you know language and um I just felt like it probably just wasn't it wasn't for me and I really I really struggled in that in that way but I did discover my talent. Um, I was going for a really hard time, really. That's really what it was. I went for a really tough time. And I just expressed myself so easily through poetry. And then I realized, oh, this is actually, like, good. Like, it wasn't the best work, but it was like, man, this is, like, coming together. Like, I can do something of this. And, um, and from there, I just, like, went to uni for it. And I did. I developed more of my voice, my authentic voice, and who I am, yeah. and what stories I want to tell, and who I want to connect connect with, and what I want to give to this world and um, to others. As a director, though, it took me some time. I think I was in my yeah, I was in my third year of uni at the time when I was like, oh, I think I want to definitely direct. Um, and I didn't have any experience with it before and like when I told people just like really is that are you sure you know mm-hmm. uh, and and I, I'm a quite like I'm I'm not the typical idea of a director as well and I think most people aren't anyway but then there's this kind of idea of how you have to be as a director like you have to be so authoritative and you know know exactly what you want and in, in a time and sometimes that's that's not people that's not everyone you know yeah. and I had to really grow in understanding that I will I will do my craft the way I will do it you know I cannot I cannot like have people's expectations on me and 
I had outside influences telling me maybe it's not for you or stuff like that. Um, but I remember my parents, and they don't know nothing about this creative industry. They're just like, they. But they're just like, listen, if this is what you want to do, and you have this passion for it, like you just have to work hard, and we'll support you no matter what. And that's literally how they were. And I'm like, uh, as long as I have that support, you know what? It's fine. I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll be okay. So that's really where it came from for me. It. It felt like a lot of my art, um, my talent, um, and skill that I have came from a rubble. Came from a really hard place, mm. you know, yeah. and discouragement. And and in that was just built something just beautiful. Um, and it's still growing. I'm still, you know, growing in, into who I am. And yeah. Listen, let me tell you all now, yeah? I've seen Britney perform a few times. Now, if you ever get the opportunity, yeah? Go. Don't walk. Run. Yeah? Run to go see her. Um, she's, like, amazing. Um, oh, like, gosh. Yeah. Take like, a cab. I've, take a cab. Oh, yeah. Take a cab or take a cab. You know, if you've got money like that. Um, but I think, like, I resonate with a lot of what you're saying. And, like, the thing of, like, parents not coming from, like, an RT background mm. like at first it is a bit like are you sure that you can survive exactly. off of the art like are you, is this you're not going to be like a starving artist like you're just going to be homeless on the street and and you're just like no like i can sustain my life like with this mm. um, but then when mm. they see that it brings you so much happiness and joy and it's your passion and that's what you want to do then they're like well we right. can't say no now um right. so yeah like i think that's like amazing um to hear that from you um so i was gonna like ask you about like how does it feel or what does it mean when someone resonates with your work like the work that you've created like you put your time and soul into it how does it feel when someone resonates with your work mm, good question Whew. it means so much it really does, mm. especially when you wrote something. Well, I definitely have written stuff in the when I've been feeling so low and so broken and so like displaced mm. within myself. And then for someone to to look at me and say, "Thank you, I needed that," or you know, what I mean, and that that just gives me the courage to carry on or the boost to carry on, and they know that they're not alone as well because when when sometimes when you're going through a hard time it's like you're you're feeling like you're alone no one understands no one will ever understand and then the moment someone can actually you know share that share that journey that pain and also that overcoming with you it's just like man yeah i get it now you know and it's just like i'm i'm happy to 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 go for that if it's if it's going to be a blessing to to someone else um it's just something so dynamic about sharing those moments with an audience member, you know, or with a listener. It's just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. But I would say I don't, I don't want to create work out of just so I can have that experience either. Yeah. It has to yeah, come yeah. from authentic place. It yeah. has to come from a place like if there was nobody in the stands, <laughs> nobody there to watch me, would it still be as powerful and impactful as it is? And yes, it would, because it's coming from a real place and a true place. And yeah, and not just a place to just get applause. Um, I think that's the difference. Yeah. But similar to you, like, 
like I'm just saying, the like creating a connection of an audience is just it's just such a magne- magnetic feel. Mm-hmm. But it takes time to build that confidence to create that. It really does. Like it my does. first performance, oof, what? You know, I, mean? <laughs> I was just talking to myself, and people were just like, "Oh, that was so nice," you know. <laughs> <laughs> But how long did it take you, Miss Jackie, to build that confidence to create that connection with an audience? Do you know what the funny thing about that question is? I feel like I'm still building that confidence. Like, Mm. it sounds wild, right? But, like, you've got to remember, like, I've I've been in the arts, let's say, in, like, the arts. That sounds so, like, what? But, like, I've been in the arts since I was, like, a kid, didn't it? I'm a big woman now, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I've had to develop different art forms and I've had to learn different industries because they all move very right. different. I think right. in terms of like confidence, I think mm-hmm. I've tapped into, not even recently, let me say in the last like five years, I've tapped into this thing of, I am going to have a good time. And because I'm yeah. having a good time, you are watching me is gonna have a good time too does that make sense like yes like i feel like i always used to be like okay i'd get into my head and be like okay all right i need to do that and i could have a good time on stage and i'm my worst critic and i'll get off and Mm -hmm. i'll be like oh i should have done that i should have done it rather than just enjoy that you had that moment and even exactly. with a confidence thing, I feel it's really funny because people are like, you look so confident on stage. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Which I'm like, thank God that that's what you see. But I mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't get nervous until like I know I'm about to go on or my name mm-hmm. is about to be said. Mm-hmm. And then my heart just starts pounding in my Same. chest. Like, Same, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just starts pounding hard. So then I'm like proper nervous. But then what happens is after like 30 seconds, I can't see. And this is this goes back to Britney and her jokes. First thing I do when I get on stage is tell a joke. Because I'm like, if you laugh, you're my people. If you don't, right. by the end of this set, I'm going to make sure you're my people. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not even for the audience. That's for me. Because then I know how much of myself I have to give for a set. But also I think confidence comes with just enjoy it like just Just enjoy it enjoy it because it goes by so quickly like Mm -hmm. you might have like or i've had like experiences where i might have had like a 40 minute set and then Mm. i've panicked for like 35 of those minutes minutes. (laughs) do you you know what i mean like that just and then i'm like so what was the point what was the point so even if i mess up or i forget something i'll tell the audience i'm like oh wait one second i'm just gonna keep waffling until i remember xyz or i chat to the audience like they're my people like you want to create an atmosphere that people feel that they get you but also i'm very Mm -hmm. mindful of i don't give all of me because that's reserved for the people that i care about and the people that i love right but i give enough of me that i know that i've done my job i've i've gone on there i've entertained you you've learned something I can live with that. I can go home and sleep and be fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think confidence is a thing of, I don't feel like it's an end destination. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a journey. And like right. somebody could be doing it for 45 billion years. And if they get on, if they ever tell you, oh, I'm super confident. I got this locked down. 
that's going to be the day that they flop on stage because I feel right. like you shouldn't ever be that comfortable or that arrogant. I mean, like, mm. in your abilities, I feel like it's always learning. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, com- I feel like confidence comes with time. I feel like mm-hmm. find the thing that makes you you. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, I'm not the girl that's going to be dancing around the stage. That's just mm-hmm. not my bag. Yeah. But it, vice versa, I know some people who are people who jump off the stage and stage dive and all of them things, and that's their thing. I think it's just right. having confidence in your thing and what you are comfortable doing and what you know you can do. Like, trust that. And I think that's that's what it is. Yeah. Wow. That is such a great answer. Um, and it's so detailed as well. <laughs> and I've heard to learn that as well. Like, it is a journey. It's not a final destination. You don't just arrive. Mm. But it is that. And there's, there's something uh, humble about coming before people and sharing your work as much as like I believe like you know like you said take the stage you know um enjoy enjoy the moment it's Mm. it's still like you're coming before people and they they probably spent their hard-earned money on you know this event whatever they're coming to see you know um so having that like remembering that you know yeah like you shouldn't be I don't I don't think you should be overly confident you know, we should still like honor the people who are coming to see us. Um, but it is a journey; it takes time. Can you name one of the best shows you've experienced that has brought you so much joy? I know there's a lot, but like you're trying to get me in trouble. I know, I know. You want to name one? I know. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the best shows that I've experienced that brought me so much joy. Um, do you know what it is? I don't think I can name one show. And the reason I say that is because I just like seeing my people win. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, if you've got a show, when I see you do your thing, I'm like, that that feel, that's me done for the week. Yeah. Like, I'm full. Do you know what I mean? And if I see one of my other friends or any of my other friends like perform or do, like they have an art exhibition or they're in a fashion show or they've done their first concert or whatever it is, those are the best shows for me. Because also, there's like a deeper connection because I know how hard they've worked to get where exactly. they are. I've, I've, I've been there when the tears, the crying, mm-hmm. the, the nose, the failures, the, all of that, not even failures, the lessons, I've been there. And then when I see them shining at their mm. full potential, their full capacity... Mm. Oh, I'm the I'm the like obnoxious person that's screaming at the top. Mm-hmm. Like that that's my friend. That, look at them. Like that those are the best shows for me is when I can just show up and show out for my people mm-hmm. them. Like that. Oh, that one is <laughs> wow. Um but like what was like what is it for you? Can you name one of one of the best shows you've ever experienced? Uh man, it's that's such a hard question. I don't know why we picked this question, but we did. <laughs> um, so I I think the first one that comes to mind. So I'm sure there's there's many, and I'll I'll be thinking of it, and things will come to mind. But the first one that comes to mind is Jove by um, Yasmin Joseph. It's a play, and mm-hmm. it was a gorgeous play about these two friends going to carnival. And the experiences that they're having from 
male attention to auntie's expectations of them and judgment of them, their own internal conflict and the history of carnival, the history of dancing, the history of West Indian culture. And I was, it, it was just so nice to be like, I was in the theater. I was, I had a few colleagues of mine there, but I, I, I was mainly alone and enjoying it. And I was just like, man, this is so beautiful. And I just felt like, oh, wow, I can, I can write something like this, yeah. you know? And I, I think I saw the potential of what I could possibly potentially write um, and be a yes. part of. And I think that really excited me that she paved the way. And obviously others before her paved, paved the way, but she paved the way for new yeah. writers like me to come along and to do something similar or with that inspiration yeah. if that makes sense yeah, yeah. um and just to see my culture it was just it was just wonderful and i'll see my flowers like yes Lucia, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know and um it was just like it's, it was just like no other no other and also just watching the actors they they had to um they had they had to multi-role and i was just like yeah. What these 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 actors are phenomenal, and then they had oh they had um they had to motor roll these two older older like grandpas, and the way they proper like embodied old grandpas in at a carnival or at a festival kind of thing and just drinking their beer and the way they I was just like this is real like I know these people I know them, and it was just that that feeling. <laughs> It was so nice, and knowing that other people felt the same way that was just rightly presented, yeah, was um, wonderful. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, no, like I really, um, I really hear that. Like you know, when you experience shows that speak to you, not just on like a physical level, but like mm. it, it's a bit spiritual. Like, j- does that make sense? Like it just touches Ooh. you different. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, like. What has been the most memorable show that you have been a part of? Because, like, you spoke about, like, you being inspired and things like that. Like, what has been the most memorable show that you've been a part of and why? Yeah, I would definitely say the most memorable. This happened last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in recording this. <laughs> Can you imagine? Last night, um... It was center stage. This was a event, a scratch night event that I produced um, at Queen's Theatre Horn Church, and the wonderful, phenomenal Miss Jackie performed. <laughs> and that was the first time I saw you live, and it was just so special. Honestly, like um, the event was primarily for um, to showcase and to platform deaf, disabled, and neurodivergent artists and those living with chronic illnesses at the forefront and just to see um these amazing artists just do their thing and just to um embrace the stage and to showcase mm. their work was so amazing and um i think cozy went as the producer of this event this is, is you're thinking of and i'm just managing so many different things yeah so i couldn't fully fully enjoy it as in the moment mm. but after the event the feedback that i had was just amazing just people like it was just it felt so like homely and so gentle and it felt so like smooth and relaxed and and the 
the artists as well, they felt taken care of. And I think that was my main thing because I, I was very much like, okay, are you okay? Okay, yeah, just checking <laughs> on everyone just to make sure people were not like left behind. Then mm-hmm. the fact that they were just so encouraged as like knowing that they don't get, you know, the op- those opportunities are not afforded to us as often as they should be. And it was just like the fact that, you know, they're like, yeah, this was amazing. And, you know, thank you for sharing my work. And I, I'm just, I was so encouraged. So so encouraged. You did a great job, like a like, and that the point that you you made of like um, making sure the artists are taken care of. Like, it sounds really Mm. silly, but it's really important because these people are going to go on your stage, and some of my experiences, Mm -hmm. I haven't had that same level of care, and just to be like, yeah, in a space that the. it's just it just felt like a such a nice loving vibe like yeah mm-hmm. that's that's what it should be yeah. and I want to like fully give you your flowers and round of applause oh, and all of that because it. you did such a phenomenal job even like hosting you so when you're hosting and it just felt smooth it felt light it just it do you know what I mean I can't even like articulate how beautiful uh, a night it was do you know what I mean like Oh, yeah now well you. done hats off hats off thank, hats off thank you so much sis and you were so amazing people were just blown away by miss Shaki. honestly people were just like wow and just like just staring just staring at it they were just like so in awe by her um and i'm just so grateful thank you so much for you and it was just so beautiful as well to have you there because like you know they're even though we didn't get to talk obviously because i was doing so many different yeah. things but like i think just having you there and knowing that oh yeah i'm just gonna rest my so- shoulder in your wheelchair in a moment you know what i mean like it's just like those kind of little things it's just like oh yeah my friend's here my sister's here yeah you know what i mean like yeah. even if it's not like we're talking throughout so but what it was for you I'm gonna say um like that that that's a joyful moment do you know what i mean like we don't have yes. to sit there and have like a three-hour conversation like just to be in the same space as someone that like i care about does that make sense that's that's joy exactly to me. but it's funny because exactly. like i'm just like oh like this is like britney's my friend in real life i don't want people to think that <laughs> we're just doing this to do this like we are brethren like we call we talk yeah, we, yeah, we discuss we reason we like we genuinely do this and we've just decided to let you in mm-hmm. on our conversation we debate we do and yeah. it's like healthy debate mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean so yeah. I, I just wanted to put that out there like we are people like we are we are people yeah. people like <laughs> no we are we are exactly i was always like checking like checking oh do i have lipstick how's my lipstick do i have lipstick on my teeth <laughs> was, you know it's okay like you know and just those little moments are so so sweet and those are the things that you remember you know like the simplest things you remember about a relationship with somebody and like you said bring so much joy you know, the things like I'm thinking of family members, like my dad, like silly things that he will do. Like sometimes he'll just call out my name, just sing out my name just to annoy me. <laughs> but like that little thing is just like in that moment it's like, oh, yeah, he's thinking of me. Yeah. He's thinking of me, you know, um, and he, he, he's not the one to say, oh, yeah, I love you so much. You're my daughter. He won't do that. But he'll he'll be like, Brittany, Brittany, you know, <laughs> around the house. Those little things are just so, like, um, sweet yeah. that we get to share with those around us. Um, 
But yeah, what is it for you, a most memorable, memorable show that you've experienced and why, that you've been a part of and why? I thought we were going to skip over this, but okay. Uh, no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, do you know what? That's a really hard question. Like, the most memorable show that I've experienced and why, I think, do you know what it is? For me, is like when I do shows for young people or kids who have complex needs or are deaf, mm. disabled, or neurodivergent because mm. I wish I was them. Like, because I never got to mm-hmm. see a disabled artist when I was a kid. So I didn't think it was possible. And like, right. when their little faces light up or I invite yes. them to sing a song with me, like along with me, and we're all singing my song together and they're like absorbing it like that really and like i'm a whole thug out here yeah don't get it twisted but that warms <laughs> my heart like oh. my little icebox of my heart yeah like just seeing them so happy to like and so like even them understanding some of the lyrics and i'm just like wow like this this is a moment this is a core memory for you um yeah that 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 has been one of my like memorable experiences that I wish I could just bottle up and again like anytime I'm feeling down just remember why I'm doing it and as Mm -hmm. much as I love doing it for the art I'm doing it for the other kids who have like who are deaf disabled or neurodivergent to be like Mm -hmm. oh I want to be like her because I never got that when I was a kid I never got yeah. Oh, I want to be like her because we weren't in mainstream media. So whenever mm-hmm. I can create that joy, that's 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 yeah, that's the best thing ever for me. Like, <laughs> um, mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the question, this question is uh, for the viewers, and the question is, what brings you joy, and why? What brings you joy yeah. and why? Let us know. Love to know. Please, please do let us know. So, in the theme of joy, when it, we wanted to showcase a few deaf, disabled, and neurodivergent women who we believe express joy through their work and lives. First, we have Hyman Girima. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, so forgive me. But she was, or yeah, she was the first deaf, blind woman to graduate from Harvard Law. Could you imagine, Jackie? It's so amazing. Hyman is a human rights lawyer with the heritage from Eritrea. President Obama named her the White in the House Champion of Change. Her book is called Hyman, the Deaf Disabled Woman Who Conquered Harvard Law. She says that disability drives innovation and access isn't just about the law, but it's also good business. And I love that statement that disability drives innovation because honestly that is beyond the truth because even working um at you know this this theater company that's the leading the the, the disabled and neurodivergent theater company in the uk it's it's been amazing to see how innovative they are in the work that they produce and how they do it and it's it's been such a, a privilege to be a part of the whole process 
to seeing how seeing the change and seeing the additions and seeing how dynamic theater mm-hmm. can actually be and the arts can actually be when we consider access and while it's it is a lot of work you know don't get it twisted like it's it's yeah it's heavy heavy duty stuff yeah but once you have the time you make sure you have the amount of time and space to actually implement those things it's it's just beyond beautiful and it just changes the the I, as the idea of this world being one way and working one, one way and for us to see that actually the world is vast and yeah. we need to actually experience the fact that you know different people experience the world differently yeah and it just touches on all of our senses as well touch taste sight you know all of our all of our senses it really enhances it if we actually bring disability will bring access into more of our you know lies in our work yeah i completely agree <laughs> like i don't <laughs> think i've ever heard a truer statement um i know it's like but it's true because like if you think about just little things like um you know the when you're crossing the road and the before like the crossing the little green man and when it beeps that is for blind people to let them yeah. know when it's safe to cross now, you, whoever's listening, might be on your phone and you use that beep to signal to help you. Like, it really helps society when we think about access. And, like... It does. It's We are innovators because if you think about all of the deaf, disabled, neurodivergent people that we know, Brittany, the way they do things is different. And you might go, actually, that helps me because, like, no oh, yeah. disability is the same like let's let's keep that a buck fifty that let's keep that clear Mm -hmm. no disability is the same no person is the same but actually the way we innovate we have to because we live in a society that isn't designed or built for us so Mm -hmm. i don't understand why when people are like oh no we're not gonna do this access thing i'm like "Mm." yeah I give you I give you ten years and everybody's gonna be doing this thing. So you do you mm-hmm. wanna be a leading part or do you just wanna mm-hmm. be behind everybody else? So it's, And don't be leading just to get attention. Like, yeah, don't no, do lead that. because it's the right thing to do. Like that's just bad vibes. Try, what is try. that? I know. <laughs> but um the second person um we wanted to highlight um is Clara Holmes. AKA Rolling mm. Funky on Instagram. Um, Carla oh, yeah. is is a fashion model and recently started doing public speaking events as she is very passionate about self-love, body positivity, and for there to be more diverse, diverse representation for all bodies within the fashion and beauty industry, which is very important and very, very important. Mm. Um, Carla's also... Um, really into uh, fitness and veganism and travel um uh carla's a disabled woman as well um i think the points that she stands for in terms of like fashion and representation in um fashion and the beauty industry i think is amazing because actually why aren't there more disabled bodies in fashion why don't i see more disabled people in like ad campaigns like we see a few here and there that's not to discredit them but why don't we Mm -hmm. see more um and i think what she does is really really important and is making a change and i think challenging 
some of these industries that are acting very prehistoric, like to kind of push mm. them into the future, so to speak. Um, mm. I'm really into fashion, and I think actually those conversations about how I may dress or how I choose clothes because I need certain access things. Because imagine I'm I've got really long legs and a short body. So shopping mm. for jeans is 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 a whole adventure. So if anybody knows mm. where I can get some good good jeans for long legs, let me know. Um, <laughs> but she also does mm. a lot of uh, stuff with travel, and I know Brittany, you're really into travel. Um, so like, what are your thoughts on travel? And if I could say today you have an open ticket to go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Okay, the first. The first thing that's coming up is Bermuda. Uh-huh. Um, Why Bermuda? And that's because that's because my good friend lives in Bermuda. Mm. She's from Bermuda. We met at uni. She came to um, study at Essex. And yeah, I just, I know it's quite expensive. If it's an open ticket and you're paying, someone's paying. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so expensive to travel, to go there. I'm just like, I can't disappoint her to not, you know, like there's other places I'm sure I can, you know, work hard enough and save to be able to be able to go and visit but her i know is going to be like a trek to mm. actually visit so yeah i'm thinking of you you know who you are <laughs> um so yeah and i think i i want to travel more but because of my because of uh, my disability i'm just thinking there's so many other things to think about when traveling yeah it's not just oh up and going so yeah. these are the things that hinder and i can still go but it's just like I, I am that kind of person. I need a surety. Yeah. I need certainty about things, especially safety and keep making sure my access needs are, are taken care of. And yeah. now more and more as I'm getting older, I'm realizing having um, a support worker or access worker, um, some people call it, it's it's so needed, yeah. you know? Um, it, it's just, just, know, just knowing I have a backup. I don't need you always up on, up behind me, yeah. but I just know I just know I can call on someone. It's just so helpful, yeah. um, and that, so I'm just thinking of those kind of things as well. So I just love that Clara is just such an advocate for travel and beauty and just living your best life and enjoying your life, um, the life that you have, the life that you've been given. Yeah, yeah. I think like the the point you touched on about like travel, like when people ask me, oh, why don't you just go on? I said, listen. If I could I know, clear my bank like, account today, I would buy a six-month ticket around the world. But that's not the problem. The problem is mm-hmm. I need to plan. Like, I need to plan. Is mm-hmm. is the hotel or whatever I'm saying accessible? How am I going to get around the country? Because I'm one of them people. I'm an adventurer. Right. I'm not going to sit on the beach. Like, nothing's wrong with sitting on the beach for the first two days. But I can't stay on the beach for the whole not for thing. The whole I could have done that in London. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I want to go and see things. And Where in London is a beach? Well, not London, but let's say the UK, innit? Like, there's beaches. They're cold, but we got beaches. Um, but, like, if I'm traveling to another country, I want to experience, like, the food. Like, I know, I'm right? always hungry. I want to try, like, I want to go somewhere where I don't speak the same language, but I'm able to communicate. I'm one of those people. But yes. then, on the flip yes. side of it, I like spontaneity. But I also right. need to Oh, I love spontaneity. Spontaneity is so fun. You never know where you're going to end up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it's exactly. that planning of like, how do I get around? 
um, if there's an emergency, what happens? Who do I like? What is the local hospital? Exactly. Because I have like exactly. a chronic illness as well, so it's just like there's like loads of other things outside of just book a ticket, pack a bag. Exactly. Okay. Like sure. Um, but I think that's that's another thing of like joy is like you know if tomorrow I said okay I'm just gonna backpack for six months. I will check in with you, Brittany. I'll check in with my family. You know what I mean? I'll be like, yeah, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Might be difficult, but maybe that's the push I need. So, and I like adventure. Mm-hmm. So, that's always good. Right, exactly. Yeah. It would be a challenge, but it's, like you said, it would be the push. And even if we can't travel or anyone else can't travel, mm-hmm. the idea of just, enjoy, like, how can, how can we be joyful now yeah. in the moment that we have now? Yeah, you know yeah. what we have now who we have around us now how can we be joyful and i think the simplest things that we mentioned earlier really makes the the biggest difference like i love laughing both of us love to laugh we, we are laugh constantly at, I laugh at, giggling i laugh at my yeah i laugh at myself like you know like that is a that is a beautiful thing for me that i hold there to me i love dancing as well like i dance in my own way i don't dance like other people but i growing to enjoy that that's a joyful moment for me and i'm like i want to continue living my life dancing until i die yeah, like you know what i mean dance know. party whenever we can try it I'm you might like you, it i'm telling <laughs> you yeah <laughs> but um exactly so i love this conversation so miss jackie we are both poets and storytellers we wanted to share some of our work with you that represents joy for us the one from me is called Mute, Broken Wings Can Fly. And the one from me is uh, called Body Beautiful. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. Mute, Tifi Mute. La Pania Yeo Pasafe. Mute, Tifi Mute. La Pania Yeo Pasafe. Mensi Machetobe. La Pania Yeo Pasafe. Mensi Machetobe. La pania yo pasa fe, sukwe ifi sukwe. La pania yo pasa fe, sukwe ifi sukwe. La pania yo pasa fe, danse ifi danse. La pania yo pasa fe, muedi danse ifi danse. La pania yo pasa fe, mensi molawe. My body is beautiful, my human is magical, my body is beautiful, my being is wonderful, my soul is stunning. My body is different from your body and your body is different from her body But that doesn't mean that our bodies are beautiful Learn to frame your scars like enchanting stories It's proof that you survived It will let others know that it is possible to heal That you can be a work in progress and a masterpiece all in one Some things just take a little more time Wow, that was amazing Yeah, oh my Brittany, mm, I tell you, people, you don't know. Brittany is a, a creative assassin. Um, like, she comes out of nowhere. Like, she tries to do this, oh, I'm okay. But she's a creative assassin. Like, that was wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. If I'm an assassin, what are you? 
Me, I'm an old lady huh? on a hill. What do you mean? You're lying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're a murderer. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not a murderer. I don't want that in anywhere oh, sorry. in the world. Oh, crazy. <laughs> I haven't crazy. killed okay. anyone. Okay. <laughs> Not a real murderer. We're talking about creatively, creatively. Because <laughs> assassins murder people as well. So. Yeah, but they're precise. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Listen, why why did you choose your um your piece? Why does that spark joy for you? Um, I chose Body Beautiful because I think there's something in loving the body you're given, like appreciating mm. the body that you have, like. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of like our conversations and uh, uh, a lot of the things we've been speaking about is like that knowing who you are and like loving. And I also think like your body is such a vessel for like how you feel and like the things you mm-hmm. do that love it, like love it, appreciate it. It is one of a kind, like your soul is the only soul that could have lived in your body does that make sense so like mm-hmm. appreciate all the moments that you have with it so and i think that sparks joy is because like if you want to play it again like you can find it on like all of the digital platforms um mm. but like just dance around in it like you said you know like dancing and just being just in your dance, body and exactly. dancing and moving the way you choose to move or dance i think that's really really important so like Brittany why did you pick your piece like why do you think it sparks joy yeah that's so true Miss Jackie like just enjoy it and just dance and move around and you can really stream her music on all the streaming um, platforms this song you cannot stream everywhere okay (laughs) but I chose um, this (laughs) I chose this um, song because I wrote it for a specific um, project I was doing uh, for the Greenwich and Docklands International Festival and it's about it's one obviously it's a Creole song so it's not English it's St. Lucian Creole and it's about learning to carry on despite the challenges and despite the hardships despite maybe the looks people are giving us just Mm -hmm. carrying on just continue walking or or moving into the journey you know um mute in creole is go up um so it it's meaning the it's it's representing a butterfly who's continuously flying and just carrying on going up and it's also representative of like you know climbing up a mountain even though the mountain is hard just just continue to carry on so that's why i chose it and i think it represents joy for me because it's it's one the culture my my submission culture is exciting it's we we move no matter what we're always yep. dancing uh we're always enjoying ourselves um and and the meaning behind obviously what the, what the words are saying that no matter what what lies froze at you to carry on to keep going to go up yeah wow yeah yeah so if you felt inspired by this theme of joy you can create something on the same theme by creating a 10 minute timer to see what you come up with you can share your creations with us on instagram at Brittany virginia and at uh i am miss jackie um, we definitely, definitely want to hear from you, Zlot. Um, but that's all we have time for for today. Um, mm. Yeah, it's really sad. 
I know. It was a great session. It was a beautiful session. But before we go, we have some recommendation. This week, we recommend you check out uh, Rolling Funky, which were, is Carla that we spoke about earlier. Um, Quatches and Spice, they do a lot of advocacy for disabled people, black disabled people, black fabulous disabled people. Um, uh, Gateway Arts, uh, it's gateway yes. underscore oh, oh, oh. arts one. They're doing some phenomenal stuff. Um, and uh, at Triad, which is T R I A dot D three. Um, they're a creative collective. They do phenomenal things online and, and how to still create and be in different places in the world. Um, and also, lastly but not least, um, at Drew Ray Live, it's D R U R A E. L-I-V-E um, on Instagram or I think it, they all have like social media everywhere. Uh, check out what they're doing. They're going to be running some workshops on inclusivity and some creative writing workshops. Uh, so look out for them. Um, there yep. are so many people that we can mention that we think you should follow mm -hmm. and check out. But really do your research. Uh, look at people from the community. Talk to people from the community. Learn something new. We do fun things. It's not always hard and all of that. Like exactly. it's not just all doom and gloom. Like we're joyful people. We like to, you know, mm -hmm. have a good time. Um, so make sure you check out all of those people that we mentioned. Thank you so much for listening. Please let us know your thoughts so we can keep this conversation going. Uh, we'd also love to know your answers to what brings you joy and why. If you've been inspired by this theme, once again, tag us on Instagram so we can see what you've created at Brittany Virginia double A at the end. And I am Miss Jackie. I A M M I double S J A C Q U I. Until next time. Until next time. I've been Miss Jackie. And I have been Brittany Virginia. Keep learning, keep shining, keep living. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to Amplify the Podcast Emerging Futures. This series was produced by Amy Parks and Marla Axon. With special thanks going to Esme Lewis Gartside, Sarisha Kumar, Courtney Yusuf, Max Sanderson, Arden Fitzroy, Jarja Muhammad, Carl Blackburn, and the Awards for All Fund from the National Lottery for making it all possible. If you'd like to find out more about the Rise Collective and support us to continue the work that we do, visit our website at www.therisecollective.org.uk or check us out on social media at The Rise Collective UK. See you next time.